What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And today we're finally going to be jumping into some of the rookie content. So over the next few days, or I guess, you know, next week, week and a half, two weeks, looking at all the rookies, you know, ranking them by position. So running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, and then, you know, maybe ranking them all together, doing some mock drafts, stuff like that. But in this specific video, we're going to be looking at the rookie running backs. Now, since, you know, we're still fairly early on in the off season, haven't had the combine, don't have a great idea in terms of, you know, draft capital, landing spots, all of that stuff. I'm going to be going through my top eight. And now I think this is a pretty interesting class. You know, we've got a pretty clear top guy, you know, maybe a clear number two. After that, there's kind of a lot of depth options. It's a very deep class, maybe not super top heavy, but you know, I think you could make an argument for 12, 13 different guys to be in this top eight. So, you know, maybe someone you really like didn't make the top eight. You know, I'm guessing everyone's kind of going to be feeling that way. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. If you think a guy should have been in here, you know, let me hear the name. Let me know why. We're going to be running through my top eight in this video. And uh, if you guys enjoy the content, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. But let's jump right into it. I kind of referenced a uh, locked in consensus RB1. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to change it up. Bijan Robinson from Texas. I think he's the clear cut running back one. He really has everything you would want in an elite fantasy running back one. And I honestly think, like, the second he gets drafted, if it's even a decent landing spot, He's a pretty solid case to be the dynasty running back one, you know, from the moment he does get drafted. He has the workhorse size, six feet tall, 220 pounds, no concerns there. He was a three-year starter at Texas, 2022 season, monster year, played in 12 games, rushed for almost 1,600 yards, uh, 1,580, and then scored 20 total touchdowns. He also has that three down skill set. He caught 19 passes for 314 receiving yards. Now, I'm not going to come out here and say, you know, he's like an elite receiver. He's not a Christian McCaffrey, like an Alvin Kamara, but he can totally get the job done. And if a team's drafting him, you know, probably in the first round, it seems like he's locked into that first round. He's likely going to be getting that three down workload. And he may even push to be like a top 20, maybe even a top 15 pick. So that's why I have uh, Bijan Robinson at number one. Now looking at number two, I think this is pretty consensus also across what I've seen. I'm going with Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. I'm honestly pretty high on him. I don't think he's as quite of a slam dunk, you know, compared to Bijan Robinson, but there really is a lot to like here. He is an absolute elite pass catcher. As a freshman, he only played in seven games, but he caught 24 passes for 303 receiving yards. Then his sophomore season, 35 receptions, 465 receiving yards. Then he transfers to Alabama for his junior season this past year, catches 44 passes for 444 yards. And, you know, receiving numbers can kind of be deceiving. You can have a guy, you know, racking up a ton of volume just on dump offs, all of that. That's not what's happening here uh, with Gibbs. He has a super advanced route tree, especially, you know, for the running back position. He's not just, you know, running wheel routes and catching it. He's going up the field. He's running crossers, all sorts of stuff. And, you know, this is his biggest strength as a pass catcher, but he's also not too shabby as a runner. Also a very, very strong athlete. I think the only concern here for Gibbs is his frame. He's about 5 foot 11, 200 pounds. And while that's not like super small, that's not your typical workhorse size. And where you're going to be drafting Gibbs in rookie drafts, he's probably going to be going mid to high first round. 
And, you know, if you're drafting a guy there, you want him to be a three down back. So that's something, you know, we'll kind of have to wait and see on. You definitely don't want to see him get relegated to like, you know, the third down back role. You do want him to have more of that complete workload. Now, you know, he's probably not going to be a dude who's getting like 20 plus touches, you know, a game. But if you can get him 13, 14, 15, and he has that receiving upside, that's really where Gibbs is going to be hitting as a really strong rookie pick. Now here at number three, I'm going with uh, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. You know, I have seen a lot of variance after the top two. Typically you'll see Bijan and then you'll see Gibbs at number two and then three, four, five. You know, it kind of starts getting crazy all over the place. Personally, I'm pretty locked in here on Charbonnet at number three. You know, I think after Bijan, you could probably argue that Charbonnet is like the most well-rounded running back in terms of a guy who has that workhorse size at six foot one, 220 pounds. Now he's not coming out here. He's not gonna test like a freak athlete. And I wouldn't even describe him as like super elusive, but he can still make dudes miss and is just super tough to bring down. Like when you're watching, you know, highlights of him, he's not gonna be someone who's, you know, making a dude miss, sending him flying past him, breaking his ankles, but he is just so tough to get on the ground. Dudes are just bouncing off him. You know, he's able to extend plays that way. We saw him play his first two years of college at Michigan before he transferred uh, to UCLA, and he dominated in both of those seasons. A lot of people thought he was going to come out after that junior year. He ended up returning to UCLA for his senior season, where he rushed for over uh, 1,350 yards in 10 games, and then also scored 14 total touchdowns, and then added uh, 321 receiving yards on 37 receptions. Now, I'm not going to come out here and say he's like some sort of elite pass catcher, but he is definitely serviceable. And I do think he could be someone where, you know, maybe he's not a top 10 running back in the league, but I think he's someone who can handle that three down workload. And if given the opportunity, I think he could be a really, really solid, you know, fantasy asset for a team. Now at number four, kind of a uh, total switch in terms of play style. I'm going with A-Chain out of Texas A&M. He's a very interesting player to evaluate because like in terms of playmaking ability, A-Chain is an absolute monster. He's probably gonna be one of the fastest players at the combine. He can get up to speed super quickly, very shifty, just a super fun guy to watch play football in general, super agile with the ball in his hands. The downside with A-Chain here is his size. So I've talked about some undersized running backs, you know, a guy like Gibbs who's sitting at around 200 pounds. A-Chain is listed at five foot nine, 185 pounds. So very, very small for the running back position. And you know, we're hearing stuff about him weighing probably anywhere from like 170 to like 195-ish pounds. You would like to see him get above 190 just in terms of like durability. I mean, at this point, like with his size, you're really not expecting him to be a three down back. Like, you know, that kind of seems pretty unlikely at this point. And he's honestly not a guy who's bad between the tackles. It's just that you're not going to want to run your 190 pound running back up the middle a million times. And he's not going to be someone who's getting 15 plus touches per game. But when you look at his talent, you know, the way he's able to uh, move the ball after the catch, his big playability, you're hoping for him to get in an offense where they're going to get him the ball. He can touch the ball 11, 12 times a game. And that's where you're going to see him, you know, break off those big plays, get into the end zone. You want to see him used creatively. And so that's why he's kind of a tough player to rank because 
maybe he has a bad landing spot. They don't know how to use him. And then he struggles. Like he's not a guy who's guaranteed a certain workload, but I do think he does have a pretty high ceiling just based on his uh, athleticism. Now, moving over to number five, I have Tajay Spears out of Tulane, pretty high on him. Uh, Kind of another undersized back, not as small as A-Chain, but definitely uh, undersized in terms of like a three down roll. In college, he was listed at around 200 pounds, but ended up weighing in at a 204 at the senior bowl. I actually think he was under 200, like 195, somewhere in there, but he came in at 204 at the senior bowl and didn't really lose any speed, just uh, looked just as athletic. He's also a very strong pass catcher, very athletic, coming off of a season where he accounted for 1,837 yards from scrimmage and 21 total touchdowns. So a monster season uh, at Tulane and his stock has really been on the rise since the senior bowl. I think at this point, he's looking like he's going to be a day two pick. So I like the guy who has the talent. He may not have that huge workload, you know, like what I've talked about with some of these guys, but I think he'll make the most of his opportunities. We know he's a solid pass catcher, so he can fill a role there and then hopefully gain some, you know, early down touches here and there. So Tajay Spears at number five. Now at number six, you know, this is kind of where I started getting into a range where we could have a lot of different options here. At six, I ended up going with Kendra Miller out of TCU. In 2021, we saw him uh, split that TCU backfield with Zach Evans, who I'm going to get into a uh, little bit. But with Zach Evans transferring, Kendra Miller took over as the RB1 this season. I think he does have the talent to contribute to a backfield from day one. He's a solid frame, six foot, 215 pounds, you know, definitely more uh, centered on that workhorse frame compared to some of the other guys I've talked about. It looks like he's not going to be running at his pro day or combine. I believe he's recovering from an MCL injury that he suffered uh, late into the college football uh, season. I don't really think that's going to hurt his stock too much because I don't think he's a guy who's going to go out there, you know, run a sub 4-4, really light it up in terms of like, you know, the combine numbers. So I think it's fine that he's not going to be running in those. What you wouldn't want to see him do is, you know, go out injured, run poor times and really kind of tank his stock. I think we saw that last year with Kyron Williams, where he was, you know, pretty consistently ranked as like a top six, top five running back in that class. Then his uh, 40 times came out and it just looked terrible. So at least we're not going to, you know, have that sort of disaster with Kendra Miller here. In terms of a runner, you know, he's uh, been scouted to have great vision and he's also a competent pass catcher, you know, not going to wow you in that area, but is definitely not a liability. So I really like uh, Kendra Miller here at number six, just hoping his draft stock doesn't really suffer, you know, with him, you know, dealing with that injury. Hopefully it won't, but you know, we don't want to see him fall like into the fifth, sixth round. That would definitely kind of be a, uh, a bummer there. At number seven, I just mentioned him. It's going to be Zach Evans out of Ole Miss. Like I said, he shared that TCU backfield with Kendra Miller before he transferred to uh, Ole Miss this past year. In 12 games, he rushed for 936 yards, caught 12 passes for 119 receiving yards, and then scored 10 touchdowns. He's another pretty, you know, well-rounded back with solid size. Also, you know, more athletic uh, compared to Kendra Miller, who he did share that backfield with. I think he's looking like he's going to be picked probably maybe later day two, early day three. So the draft capital is also going to be pretty solid. Someone who I do like here at number seven. And then uh, rounding out my top eight, I have Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. I think there's other people out there who seem to be a lot higher on Tucker than me personally. He's currently going as the uh, rookie running back four off the board on underdog for uh, 2023 drafts. 
Personally, I'm just kind of struggling to see the upside here. I do think he has a, you know, solid, well-rounded skill set, but I really wouldn't go out and say he's like, you know, exceptional in one specific area. And then when you're looking at a dude who's not going to have that workhorse frame, he's around like 5'10", 205. And I don't think he's going to show up to the combine or pro day and like totally blow your mind athletically. You know, that's a guy where I just don't know where he's going to fit. Uh, Tucker really broke out as a sophomore with like a crazy season, rushed for uh, 1,497 yards in 12 games, and then also added 20 receptions for 255 yards and 14 total touchdowns. Then he really regressed his junior season, you know, both in terms of the counting stats, but also the efficiency, like on the ground, he was less efficient. In the air, he caught more passes, but the efficiency really plummeted. He struggled with drops. So he's able to, you know, do some things here and there. He can catch the ball, but he's not great in that area. He's, you know, pretty decent, you know, running up the middle, but at that size, or is that going to translate, you know, to the next level in the NFL? So I do have some questions there with Sean Tucker, but, you know, I still like him a decent amount. He is my running back eight. So just to run through these guys again, at number one, consensus, Bijan Robinson, two, Jameer Gibbs, three, Zach Charbonnet, four, A-Chain, five, Tajay Spears, six, Kendra Miller, seven, Zach Evans, and then eight, Sean Tucker. Let me know what you guys think about these rankings. You know, what are your rankings looking like right now? Let me know down below. In a few days, probably uh, Friday, I'll have my uh, wide receiver rankings. So stay tuned for those. As always, thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.